Welcome to our Advent devotional series. We're calling it Come Lord Jesus. And uh, during these days before Christmas, we're focusing on uh, what is called the Great O Antiphons, these ancient uh, little prayers that are spoken each day uh, before Christmas, and each one references an Old Testament picture or description of uh, the coming Messiah. And so they follow the pattern that there's uh, usually an opening address or an invocation. That's why they call it the O Antiphons, O uh, Rod of Jesse, O Adonai, O Wisdom. And then there's a description uh, of the person, the work, uh, the power of Messiah. And then there's a little prayer and petition come and, and again, we're always fighting against the unholy trinity in this world, uh, the devil, uh, the corrupted world, and our own sinful flesh. And so each uh, little prayer focuses on a prayer, a petition for the triune God to fight for us uh, against uh, the unholy trinity. So today's uh, antiphon is the root of Jesse. O root of Jesse, standing as an ensign, or you could say a sign, standing as a, an ensign, a sign before the peoples, before whom all kings are mute, to whom the nations will do homage, come quickly to deliver us. So uh, root of Jesse, branch, uh, rod of Jesse. Now these are all uh, Old Testament uh, pictures, and uh, it's a little bit strange to our ears. Um, but in Isaiah chapter 11, uh, the prophecy is that a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a branch will bear fruit. So what this is referencing is that the Son of God will come in the flesh, and he will come from a family tree, uh, or the root of David. So I think we understand you know, the idea of you know, what are our roots, what's uh, the genealogy, you know, what's the family tree that we belong to? So the promise is, is that God himself will, will come into this world and be part of a uh, human family tree. And those roots will go back to, uh, to David, uh, who is the son of Jesse. Now, you see this in the genealogy of the Gospels, specifically in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1 begins, well, this is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now you trace it down to verses 5 and 6, and you'll have this reference to Jesse and David. Uh, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of, of King David. And so there's the family tree, uh, the son of Abraham, the son of David. Now, it's interesting to note right after uh, that little phrase, Jesse the father, uh, and Jesse the father of King David, uh, we get insight again to this family tree, and uh, as corrupted as we are living in this sinful world, uh, we're well aware that our family trees are twisted and, and gnarled. And so also um, the family tree from which Jesus uh, would come. Matthew chapter 1, verse 6, it describes this, um, this King David, uh, that he, was, he, you know, he is the son of Jesse, but David, uh, in his genealogy, was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. 
whose mother had been Uriah's wife. It doesn't say Bathsheba. It says whose mother had been Uriah's wife. And everyone understood that story and that reference. That King David uh, took Bathsheba to himself. Uh, she was another's wife, Uriah. Uh, she was became pregnant. He tried to cover it up. Uh, ended up... Um, really killing Uriah by putting him at the front of the battle. And so that little phrase, whose mother had been Uriah's wife, reminds us, reminds all of Israel, uh, the people of God, that from this twisted family tree, uh, this is the reason Messiah came into the world, to redeem us, to buy us back, to make us uh, holy in his sight through his blood to make us new creations. So Isaiah 11 verse 1, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse and from his roots a branch will bear fruit from the twisted family tree. God himself will take on human flesh, dwell among his people, redeem his people, take their sin upon himself, be put in the grave, rise on the third day so that we could become uh, sons and daughters of God be brought into the be brought into the family tree of God himself. Now there's also another reference here, which is to that of the tree. Uh, so you hear about the tree of life both at the very beginning of the Bible and at the end. In Genesis chapters two and three, uh, there is this tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, the fall into sin, how Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and they were cut off then from that tree of life. In Revelation, uh, you see in chapter 2, verse 22, again, the promise of the tree of life, and that those who fall asleep in Christ will experience the resurrection, eating of that tree of life as well. So, uh, beginning of the story, end of the story, both have a tree, a tree of life. Uh, and then in the middle of the story, there's this reference to a tree. Uh, Jesus is going to be the vine. John chapter 15, he is the vine, we are the branches. Uh, the Old Testament image is that he is the righteous branch to which then we will be grafted into. But also right in the middle of the story, is the story of uh, the tree of the cross. And how this this cross, this piece of wood, really is our tree of life. That from Jesus, in his death and in his resurrection, we too die with him, but we also uh, are resurrected uh, with him. And so um, he is our tree of life, uh, the one who knew no sin, becomes sin for us. And uh, then he gives to us all of his gifts. So Galatians chapter 3 refers to this as um, this one who hangs on a tree. So Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. That promised spirit then making us sons and daughters of God. O root of Jesse, standing as an ensign, a sign before the peoples, before whom all kings are mute, to whom the nations will do homage, 
come quickly to deliver us. There Jesus stands as a sign, high and lifted up before the peoples. Now it says, before whom all kings will come. Psalm 110 speaks of um, Jesus as uh, not only king, but also priest. So the Lord says to my Lord, you could say, God himself says to Messiah, Jesus, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And so uh, here we have the promise that uh, God himself fights for us that our enemies are put under the feet of Messiah. In his death and resurrection, the head of the serpent is crushed. So sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Verse 2, the Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. So he's king, but he's also great high priest. So verse 4, Psalm 110 The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. So he is there, the root of Jesse, standing as a sign before the peoples, before whom all kings are mute, to whom the nations will do homage, Come quickly to deliver us. Isaiah, again, always referencing the person and work of Jesus all throughout the Old Testament. Isaiah 52 says, See this servant, this suffering servant, Messiah, will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. And just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form marred beyond human likeness, so will he sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told they will see, and what they have not heard they will understand. O root of Jesse, standing as an ensign, a sign, before the peoples, before whom all kings are mute, to whom the nations will do homage, come quickly to deliver us. (laughs) 